Hi guys, welcome back to Manifest Action, the podcast where we focus on taking the action required to manifest everything we've ever wanted. So I have been a little bit irregular with my with my podcast posting the last month or so and as you can tell from the title of this episode, there is a very good reason for that. I have had a lot going on, it has been amazing, it has been stressful, it has been a period full of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. There have been moments of absolutely pure bliss, feeling on top of the world, and in the very same week, or even the same day, moments of total despair and frustration, so I will touch on that just a little bit, but the real juice of this episode is the fact that just a few short weeks ago, I married a wonderful man who I manifested into my life in the most unlikely of circumstances less than three years ago, so I'm going to tell that story as well what I did and who I had to be in order to manifest him. So if you're hoping to manifest love into your life or you just love a good love story, then please keep listening. Welcome to Manifest Action, the podcast, hosted by me, Sarah Love. I'm an educator, success coach, and I'm here to help you break up with your excuses so you can start taking the action you need to manifest your dream life. If you're ready to get out of that endless cycle of procrastination and create big shifts in your life, then you are in the right place. So settle in, listen up, and let's manifest some action. So before I get into the whole how I manifested him story, I've been so in the season of family, of getting married, and it was such a roller coaster of events that since we got back from our honeymoon a week ago, I have needed some time to just touch back down to earth. While we were dealing with all the stress, I was able to show up for my current clients and students, and that was really it. I wasn't recording podcasts, I wasn't really active on Instagram, I just did a few stories here and there, and I was okay with that because that is all I had the bandwidth for with everything going on. So on the 31st of March of this year, I had the most wonderful, intimate wedding party to celebrate registering our marriage in Thailand. Something I don't think I've shared uh, is this is part one. We are doing a part two in Argentina about a year from now. My partner's from Argentina, if you didn't know, and that's going to be quite a lot bigger than what we did here in Thailand. So although the actual day of our wedding party was so lovely and I felt so beyond grateful to be getting married to the man I loved, to have my parents there, my mum, who I'll talk about in a minute, and my dad, who gave the most heartfelt emotional speech, there was literally not a dry eye in the house, it was lovely. Though the afternoon and evening were filled with some of the happiest moments of my life, the rest of the week pretty much went wrong from start to finish. Obviously, there are some details of the wedding and the issues that we had that I'll keep private. Uh, You might have seen on IG that we had to cancel our honeymoon in Cambodia. We were so looking forward to that. But it was because of some bureaucratic issues. Bureaucracy everywhere is something that is universally just 
so annoying and frustrating because it feels like something that should be so simple just takes forever no one gives you a clear answer there are so many documents and steps and hidden things that you have to do and in the end we just couldn't leave the country and if you don't know we're in Thailand we've lived here for just under two years now and we love it but when you're trying to do anything in any kind of official capacity it can just be incredibly frustrating frustrating So on top of that bureaucracy, my parents and my sister came from the UK. His mum and sister came all the way from Argentina. They had never met each other before. So that was really special to be able to get to do that. Uh, But over the week, they were here. Every person except Eric and my dad had some health issues. The day of our wedding party, I woke up with a horrible cold and had to push through the whole day feeling so sick. By the next day, I was pretty much confined to my room, just, you know, getting through that day, I think was what my body needed to do. His sister also had a cold, either she picked it up from me or from the flight over here. My mum has a ongoing health condition now, and every time I see her, she is a little bit worse, and that's always hard to deal with. Um, And it's also the main reason we're moving back to the UK in July. I apologize for my voice, by the way. I hope that this is not so unpleasant to listen to. And my sister, worst of all, had food poisoning the night before the wedding and ended up missing the entire thing. We were all absolutely devastated that she wasn't there. It was such a shame. But, you know, when you're just so ill, like you literally can't even get out of bed. I had to go to her room to pick up the flowers and like... I couldn't eat she couldn't even really come to the door like she came to the door opened it and then just went straight back to bed it was it was not nice poor girl so yeah she missed the entire thing she flew all the way over here and couldn't even come to the wedding party but it's okay because we're doing part two in Argentina and obviously she'll make it there for that and then in the end we went to Koh Samui which is a lovely island just a short flight from Bangkok which is where we live and genuinely I cannot complain we are so lucky that we got all the money back from our cancelled trip and we were able to book a dreamy villa with a private pool at the last minute and we had just a lovely mini moon. It was Songkran while we were there, which is Thai New Year or the water festival and basically the entire country has a massive water fight, which is just so much fun and I'm so glad we got to experience that. It hasn't been celebrated in Thailand since 2019 because of the pandemic, so this year it was super special. And though we went through all the drama and things going wrong, as I said, there were so many equally high moments of just pure bliss. And of course, even more of them on our mini moon, of course. And naturally, like during this time, we spent quite a lot of time reflecting on our relationship. So we met in August 2020. And just over two and a half years later, we're married. We are in a dreamy villa in Samui with a private pool and planning our move to the UK and settling there and then by myself I kind of reflected back on my own journey to this just joyous place of being married to someone I love so much who is everything that I ever wanted and of course you think back to like the journey it took to get there of past relationships of dating and of all the things that I did as a person the person I had to become in order to manifest this for myself because this story is one of the biggest pieces of evidence personally that I have that manifestation truly works 
so because it is all about who you embody as you go about bringing yourself closer to your manifestation so let's go back a bit okay so in the middle of 2017 my relationship of five and a half years ended I was living in Beijing China and once all that happened I just felt so free I hadn't been single since I was 20 years old and about one year after that I moved to Malaysia for my dream job this was in July 2018 I'd been single for just over a year at this point and I'd have a couple of like short relationships in this time but nothing serious um and I still wasn't like done being single of course I had projections of what I wanted my future to look like and I'd always imagined myself having a long-term partner or getting married it was definitely what I wanted but I had no desire to make that happen with any kind of urgency I was 27 I wasn't sure at that time whether I wanted to have children, so I wasn't worried about the clock ticking or whatever. I was just so happy that I'd been able to move to Malaysia by myself, manifested my absolute dream job in my dream school. I honestly felt made. Manifesting my dream guy was not even remotely on my mind. I was hoping that I'd get to date like I had after my breakup in Beijing. I honestly really had fun dating. I loved meeting lots of people. I loved I loved getting dressed up. It was never something I had anxiety about, like I know a lot of people do. Of course, I had some bad times with the apps, like nothing scary, but just unfortunate people that of course got me wanting to delete the apps and give up. But on the whole, I I really enjoyed it. I'd been in a relationship since I was 20, right? So before the apps were even a thing. So I will never forget downloading Tinder for the first time in a bar with my two best friends at the time they were both in long-term relationships so had never used the app either and the three of us just had the best time creating my profile choosing the pictures deciding what to write and then of course the swiping it's just a really fun memory that I have and it wasn't just the dating I really enjoyed being single I loved that I got to make all of my own decisions without having to consider anyone else's feelings too much. I only had to worry about myself, my kiddies, and my job. And as a teacher, I had lots of school holidays and I got to decide where I wanted to go. I'd go on solo trips, meet a ton of people, have the best time. And most of all, when I brought home animals to foster, which was always when I was in Malaysia, I didn't have to ask for anyone's permission. I just did my own thing. I was so happy. So the area I was living in in Malaysia was a small city just across the border of Singapore but literally in the jungle. And it was a very family area. I was planning to stay there for about three years. That was the length of my contract. And I remember about a week after I arrived, I was having lunch with a friend who was single too. And I think I asked about the dating scene and she told me that the only real options were in Singapore. And I'll never forget this. She said to me, she said, if you're single here, you know, you're arriving here and you're single, you're going to be single when you leave. And I don't know why that stuck with me because well one I definitely wasn't single when I left uh, because it didn't bother me as I was so happy to be single at the time but you know 27 three years from now I'll be 30 will I be ready to be less single by then so yeah that kind of stuck with me so I pretty much carried on in the same way I'd done previously I didn't date much here and there because my friend was right the options were very limited where I was living for sure and other people had told me it was literally impossible to date there and here's the thing it was impossible for them because they had told themselves that story 
No, it wasn't easy. I had to go out and actually make it happen, but it definitely wasn't impossible. My friendship group at the time consisted of mostly single girls who were about the same age as me and some of them had had success in dating while they lived there and some didn't. And the main reason for that was the story that they told themselves about dating there. Oh, they all live in Singapore. They're all cheaters. They're all shallow. They're all knobheads, which was one of my friend's words of choice. Whereas I decided that I'd put myself out there with zero expectations. Was I hoping to meet my future husband? Not actively, but instead I was hoping to have fun, maybe end up with a good story. And I definitely got a ton of those. And throughout this whole time, I started to form a vague picture in my mind of what I want, wanted my future partner to be like. And I sort of refined this over time. And though I wasn't actively manifesting this person, I used to write about him. I have journals where I have written like the title soulmate and then listed the qualities of this person. I've got this one sitting right here. This is from around June 2019. I'll just read you some of the things that I would write. So it has the title soulmate at the top. And here are some things I said. I said, a man who loves me unconditionally, a man who cheers me on and supports my personal goals, a man who will love my kitties as much as I do. That was so important to me. And Eric, my now husband, absolutely loves them just as much as I do, if not even more sometimes. Um, what else? Um, some of these I'm not reading because they're a bit too personal. Um, a man who is my equal partner. A man who wants to protect me but knows I can take care of myself. That was a really key one for me. So yeah, that was what I used to write. And like I said, not actively manifesting it, but just kind of forming a picture in my head, like uh, getting a clear idea of once I was ready to call that in, what I wanted it to look like. Okay, then all of a sudden it was March, 2020. And the same thing that happened all over the world happened in Malaysia too, full lockdown. Uh, my friend Catherine ended up moving in with me for six weeks during the first lockdown, which was great. And I lived in a boarding house at the school where another family lived next door so we still hung out so I definitely wasn't alone but it was at this point that I really started to feel like something was missing of course I couldn't see my friends socially let alone hope to meet anyone new and I felt like I might be ready to call in a partner it was also at this point where I felt like I might be ready to pursue something different career-wise. I never thought that I'd be a teacher forever, but setting up my own business or establishing my rescue felt so scary and huge up until this point. And of course, the uncertainty of the pandemic was definitely taking its toll. My family all live in the UK, or at least they did at the time, and I had no idea when I'd get to see them. So I turned to personal development for help. And I think the reason I felt so ready to make a shift in my life at this time is because during the pandemic, obviously I was still teaching online, you know how that went. Um, but I also had so much time for my rescue work during the pandemic. I worked closely with a shelter in Malaysia. I was fostering so many animals, getting them adopted. I was going out and doing lots of um, TNR work, which is where you trap stray animals which are, there are a lot of in Malaysia you get them spayed and neutered and then you put them back the ones that won't be able to find homes um, and I just felt such a sense of purpose and that is really important I think for me anyway um, when it came to manifesting my husband eventually is that I already had such a strong sense of purpose within myself before I ever even considered calling in a partner um, 
And so I, I kind of wanted a way to be able to do that full time. Like I really am passionate about education, um, but I'm far more passionate about educating in the way that I do now with my coaching and also through rescue. Very, very multi-passionate, as you can tell. And I wanted a way to kind of manifest this into my life uh, full time. Manifestation wasn't something that was new to me at this time, but I really leaned on books and podcasts for guidance and it all helped a lot. You know, I wanted to feel better about the pandemic. I wanted to manifest a different career for myself and I also wanted to start calling in a partner. And one book that really resonated with me at this time was The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And I actually listened to the audio book and in this audiobook, she walks you through a kundalini meditation. And I wrote it all down on my phone in a note. And the date on this note is the 28th of June, 2020. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, 28th of June, 2020. It says Gabrielle Bernstein, kundalini meditation for manifestation. And so she guides you through how to do it, about how what you should need to write if you're trying to manifest love into your life. And she gives a... Sanskrit chant which goes like this Ek onkar satgur prasad satgur prasad ek onkar and then after that I would recite this paragraph that I'd written about what it looked like to have this man in my life um, I'm gonna read it to you thank you inner wisdom for writing through me I invite the loving energy of the universe to take over and lead me to a place of certainty I had strong visions of me and my life partner, laughing, smiling, enjoying each other, walking hand in hand, so happy with life, walking along beaches, through cities, at parties with friends, feeling so in love. I felt so much love within me. I love this man. I love him. I love him. I know he is on my way to me. Thank you, universe, for sending him to me. He gets me. He loves the cats. I saw him lying on my sofa with our cats they love him he supports me in what I do and he can talk me out of my own head when I get and help me get back on track I appreciate him I praise him I hold no resentments towards him for anything he is everything I deserve thank you thank you thank you and I would recite this not every day but at least a few times a week and <laughs> Then I just carried on doing what I was doing. I was doing my rescue. I was working on myself. I, obviously, it was COVID, right? I wasn't on dating apps because you couldn't go on dates. Everything was closed. Um, and I just kept doing what I was doing. And then on July 25th, almost a month after I started this Kundalini practice, I got a DM from, on Instagram from this Argentinian guy who had found a sick kitten in his garden. So as part of my rescue stuff, I was promoting all of the animals that I had for adoption on Facebook groups, raising money. And he found me on Instagram and DM me there. And I agreed to take care of this cat and find it at home. And secretly at the time, I was like, oh, a young, attractive man I haven't come across before in this very small town. I wonder if he's single. And I used to send him updates on the kit on the kitten. Um, <laughs> but I'd also send him a picture of myself, like holding her, like, it's me uh, with a little bit of cleavage showing maybe. Yes, I definitely did that. <laughs> and then after about a month, he asked me out for a coffee. So on the 28th of August, literally two months after I'd written that, started doing that meditation practice, we went on our first date and the rest is history. 
And let me tell you, he was just, he still is everything on that list, everything. And I know that he's listening to this and I just feel so lucky and grateful for our whole love story, our journey from getting that little kitty to find, she did find a wonderful home, by the way, um, with one of the families from my school to moving to Thailand together and now getting married and planning to move to the UK. I honestly think back to going into lockdown and if you told me that three years later almost to the day actually that I'd be getting married I don't know what I would have thought but the fact is that this is the fact that this is my reality just blows my mind that I manifested this man in the middle of the pandemic in a city that was where it was considered impossible to meet someone and yes on the one hand it blows my mind and on the other hand I'm like well yeah duh of course I manifested my husband. There are several factors that I think all work together to make this happen. And I don't want to call this my manifestation process because I didn't actively go about following these steps in any kind of particular order. But from the beginning, like from the day that my previous relationship ended, I was in the right kind of energy to be able to call this man into my life, right? I was embodying this energy and I think that made this easier to come to me so the first thing that I think that contributed to that is that I was always grateful I was grateful to be single I was grateful to you know be living my dream life in Malaysia at the time it was my dream life it's not anymore um and being able to I was so grateful that I'd found my own passion in the form of rescue Um, number two, I had created my own story about what my experience would be like. I didn't listen to the stories of others, like, you know, finding it impossible to date or, you know, everyone in this town being like this or like this or like this, or having to go all the way to Singapore. I just didn't believe that that was true. I just chose not to believe that. And guess what? It wasn't. And number three, and I had a picture in my mind of what I wanted, but most of all, when I was manifesting this man into my life, I was focused on values above everything. Values, values, values. Shared values is the most important thing in a relationship, in my opinion. More than common interests or common goals, knowing that in our partnership, we have similar standards of behavior, we see the world in a similar way, and our guiding principles align so that one, we can hold each other to them, Two, if we are ever blessed with children in the future, we will raise them in accordance with those values. And number three, we treat each other in line with these values too, and it makes communication so much easier. Number four, I got super happy with what I was doing on my own and called in a partner who'd be able to go after their own dreams while supporting me with mine and like vice versa, I would support him with his dreams, right? There is no part of me that was in a rush to find someone to settle down or have children with or worst of all, feel like I could, who I felt like could complete me, right? I think that to look at relationships like that as having someone who can fill something this broken or not whole inside them is is not the thing to be doing right so if you're single and hoping to manifest a partner into your life this would be my advice for you number one get clear on what you want even before I thought I was ready to manifest this person into my life I was so clear on what I wanted but this is the thing I did not use this as an excuse to pick every guy apart okay 
or every person apart, be open to anyone whose values align with yours, all right? Obviously, like, you know, I don't know if you have those friends that go on dating apps and are like, he looks like a dick. No, 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 no. Or when they meet someone, they'll constantly talk about what was wrong with them rather than what was right with them. I don't know. I just, I would never think to do that, but I have friends that do that. Number two, make a list of all the things that you love about your life right now. What do you love about your life? What do you love about being single? I challenge you to find at least five things that you enjoy about being single and get super, super grateful for those things. Number three, work on goals that light you up, like your career, like a hobby, like a passion, like if you have a cause, like if you have a, like a charity or something that you're super, super passionate about serving, like get really into that and allow yourself to feel lit up by life maybe you want to take your first solo trip and you're getting into planning that at the moment and then number four this is the most important one that I didn't really talk about yet but this is what I did I would practice feeling the feelings that I wanted to feel when I had that person in my life so this is how what I would feel when I would do that kundalini meditation honestly just reading it now made all those feelings just come rushing back and I just those feelings are so normal to me now because I feel them every single day but like just practice feeling them like that feeling of being in love with someone and having them in your life I would do that very often during this this month before a month two months before I went on my first date with my now husband so that is the story of how I manifested my husband into my life. I know this has been a bit different from my usual episodes. So if you enjoyed this, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. It honestly makes my day. Um, and if you know someone who you think could benefit from listening to a podcast episode like this one, then please do share it with them. It really helps me out. And yeah, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.